Tootsies. Oni va. Should we do a vocal warm up before we start? Oni va. I feel like uh, if, whenever I do those warm-ups, Danique, uh, if for some reason aliens were looking down on Earth at, at that moment and they saw me, they'd be like, there's no point. <laughs> no point in what? Leave coming alone, down and coming down alone. And trying like, to yeah. just stay away. Well, I have news for you. You know, you have, your friends are aliens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so make friends with them. <laughs> she knows, man. She I, knows. I appreciate you thinking that that's news for me, but I was well aware <laughs> for many years that... Uh, Something was different, right? <laughs> a little bit. There's yeah. a few degrees um, maybe shifted amongst mm -hmm. my friend groups. Denique, thank you so much for being on the, the yes. show with us today. Yeah, my pleasure. So to give um, a little bit of a background uh, about how I know you, and then we'll obviously dig into your history. You are um, the mother of one of my favorite humans that has ever walked the planet, Laura mm -hmm. Jower. She's and my favorite too. She's pretty <laughs> legit. She's all right. And, um, also Steve's wife. Yes, <laughs> Steve's, Steve's uh, better half. Um, uh, you, uh, you're an astrologer. You're a musician. You're a Qigong expert. You have Teacher. the most beautiful head of hair <laughs> that I've ever seen in my life. Very white these days. Oh, it's gorgeous. <laughs> Best. Is there anything that you're not, Danique? Oh my God. You're French? Stop it. Yeah. So when did you, um, give us the history. When did you meet uh, Laura's father, Jeff? You're obviously from France. Um, can you give us that backstory a little bit? Yeah, we met there in France. Um, because, and we met through astrology. I was not his student. Mm. But I, because I thought it was, you know, an important point in, you know, our partnership, we fell in love in a, at a seminar where I knew he was going to teach and I knew he was like a pretty darn amazing astrologer. So I was curious. Mm. And I'm going to not tell the whole story, but it was, we met in this seminar, which happened to be in a little town in Provence, and it's called Dieu le fit. So it means God made it. So it's kind oh, of a, cool. you know, yeah, a great way to yeah. to let things happen this way. Divine, boom. In my opinion, from my small relationship with him, uh, saw him as kind of one of the, like, the most curious human beings alive and was very renowned in the astrological world. Mm -hmm. um, that's how you guys met, through astrology. Um, and he actually came and read our charts about eight or nine years ago previous to me moving to New York and going off on that journey for myself and Alan going on his first like proper tour, like real, real tour. Mm. Um, it was a big transition period in both of our lives. And it was, that was such a, a resonating moment for me in my life, hearing him talk. And, and it wasn't even just like, oh, he's saying these things that are connecting with me. It was the way that he said things mm. and the way that he expressed himself and the way that he kind of just like presented himself that was so beautiful and authentic and like loving and compassionate. It was like he, I thought that like our group of friends carried like a, 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 an energy that was really positive and powerful. And when Jeff was implemented into the friend group, it was like, oh. I remember. Wow. I remember that moment. Yeah. This is like the uh, like. This is. It's like a, this kind is of an, an opening, right? It was like I remember this moment. You know, mm -hmm. 
like an opening of uh, of yeah wisdom or and also weight you know into you guys that were so young you know and and um, and him coming with his wisdom and his experience of life you know yeah he was like an author of several as- astrological books and journals and other mm-hmm. uh, various forms of literature correct yeah um, yeah yeah and 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 you got in you got inspired to do astrology through your relationship to him. Well, it was our, you know, daily conversations. I mean, we, we sp- spoke another language, you know, mm-hmm. that the l- language of astrology. He also spoke French, which was, you know, a gift for me because then culturally we were like, you know, he, he, and he sp- spent two or three, two years in France. So that was a really nice bridge. And we collaborated actually because at the time, um, I was doing a lot of uh, music vocally, but sound healing. I was more into sound healing and mm-hmm. using the voice, you know, to bring that state of meditation internally. And we made a bridge together to do workshops where um, he was, he knew all the symbolism of astrology and I was bringing body work, basically body mm. work and vocal work. And we ended up doing some really interesting stuff like, um, taking the chart of a person and everybody in the workshop was um, was um, being one planet and we're surrounding the person in the middle and it was total improv but all these people were astrologers or study students of astrology and for example I would be you know Venus is ca- in cancer you know and I had to sound that Venus and move that Venus in cancer you know oh, and wow. do some sounds and you can imagine the person in the middle who that's her chart or his chart yeah. going oh, I've never felt that it was all yeah. you know feeling and all experience and that's called experiential astrology which is cool. getting out of the mental and the mind you know because astrology can be very wordy and theoretical and mm-hmm. um a lot of astrologers are very much in their head and not very much in their body. Yeah, it's intimidating. And I, yeah, and I was more more interested by that aspect, which is why I never became an astrologer. It's just like, you know, Jeff passed away five years ago, and since he passed away, I hear his voice saying, okay, now it's your turn, it's your oh, turn, wow. go ahead, you know? Yeah, I was going to ask if you felt like there, if you've kind of possessed his legacy and feel a need to continue to move forward with with your astrology teachings understandings uh since his passing um and what that kind of did for you uh, thereafter yeah yeah definitely i didn't when he passed away i was i'm more of a body i mean he was a mind you know jeff was able to dissect you know a chart like with surgeon you know tools like Mm. the scalpel you know and actually someone um, of his um, people, students, not students, as you say, clients, <laughs> mm. were, you know, describe him as a surgeon of, because wow. he w- really knew how to bring words to those symboli- symbols. And for me, I geared toward, or I d- naturally following my river was, you know, music, which is more feeling, you know, emotions and stuff. Um, and then I went more into in that direction of Qigong, which is a um, life cultivation system that is about integrating the body, the heart, and the true self, rather than the ego that run uh, run our ourselves crazy, right? Mm-hmm. 
So it's really more of integration, and I'm, I know that I'm going towards in that direction, just being more fully myself. And astrology sometimes takes me more in, into my head, which I like, but I know that my growth is also to do that bridge between Qigong and astrology, which I'm working on. Um, and it's quite an interesting other bridge that I'm doing. I like bridges. <laughs> For um, most of the people listening, I would imagine the word Qigong, at least when, when Laura told me you were getting into this practice, um, I had never heard of it before. Can you touch on it? Like, is there a 10,000 foot above layman's description of what Qigong does and w what it's about? Yeah, it's a very, very ancient Chinese um, way of uh, life cultivation that is based, it's used in, the, in our world, Western world more like a health, um, maintaining health and developing health. Mm. Um, so a lot of movements are based on very calm breathing, a calm state where discernment and clarity can occur. You know, oh, if cool. we are in a emotionally agitated state, we are only finding solutions from that place and we don't right. get to that more inclusive way of being which is more efficient than just mm. trying to fight against, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, it is a, a very ancient system that is, um, that I'm quite, you know, passionate about and became a teacher and, um, and now do facilitation coaching, one-on-one -on -one coaching because it also helps with um, observing how we think and how the learnings that are also reflected in an astrology, astrological chart, the way we think um, sort of um, brings us to our experiences. And so those patterns that we learn early on in life are necessary because they help us survive basically, you know, whatever happens early on in life but then they come to a place where they don't make us happy. That's the ego, basically, mm. you know, just thinking that we know who we are and then we shut down to, no, this is not who I am. I can be something else. I can be much more free than what I think I am. So, you know, So if you haven't roughly. figured it out by now, listeners, Danique Jower is the most balanced human being you've ever <laughs> met in your entire life, which is why we have her here the universe. to balance us out, because we are un. Yeah, are you like, like balanced now? <laughs> yeah, You're I feeling good? I'm better than I was when I, I, felt, I started, but... I felt like you floated up those <laughs> stairs into this attic when you came up here, man. I was yeah, impressed. I feel like you do that every time. Yeah, I see you. It's uh -huh. just like, uh, here she comes. <laughs> like this aura. It's so beautiful. It's oh, so amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Two things. One, uh, Julian and I have for many years wanted to start some sort of uh, absurd uh, cult. <laughs> and we feel like potentially you might be able to be our leader. Bogli Vada. What is it? <laughs> Bogwan. Bogwan. Do you want to be yeah. our Bogwan? Yeah. That Can would you? be an honor. Dude, we <laughs> will even know what we're doing. <laughs> You'd even need to know. We will dance. We will dance barefoot. In yeah. circles around you for yeah, hours a day. Just tell us what to do. <laughs> just tell us what to do. Float in and out whenever you need. And listen, 
there's probably a few Jimmy John sandwiches in it for you <laughs> if you play your cards right. What's that, Jimmy? What's that? Oh, I just dropped that. the Jimmy Johns on the unsuspecting <laughs> guest. On a French person. Yeah. Who doesn't like, know what, what that is? Hell is it's a, it's a sandwich shop. It's like, okay. it's like if you would normally go to Subway, but yet you care about things other than terrible things you go to jimmy it's john's better than i mean it's, subway. it's four terrible steps above subway. i'm sorry <laughs> my caveat it happens all, it happens to me all the time you know like those reference well, <laughs> uh, no i don't know what you're saying yeah. it's a fine sandwich is what it is. It's, okay. a it's a sandwich. fine sandwich <laughs> you mean a baguette with you know uh, butter no, not and like that. Uh, not at yeah. all no it's there's Listen, we're going to get you something better than a Jimmy John's sandwich if you're our leader. All right, let's just set the record straight. I might even transfer the contents of a Jimmy John's sandwich onto a baguette if you're willing to sign at the dotted line to be our Bhagwan Garavida. You got my okay. yes. And the second thing is, is I think uh, I'm very interested in this th these pieces of paper you have in front of you because... Um, the, these are, this is me and Julian's life soup right here. It is. It's your personal soup, yeah. My, our personal soup. Can yeah. we throw those on the old uh, on the ticker, Steve, so that the folks who are currently watching can see what uh, an astrological chart looks like? It's really, it's really something. It's on the ticker. It's on the ticker right now. It is. Mm -hmm. um, ticker means it's on. Who are you on? Who's are you on right now? Who are you looking at right it's now? They're, they're both one? up. Bubba. Oh, they're, cool. they're both up at the same time. Okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, so it's very different. <coughs> from just knowing your sign, right? Um, the sun sign is more of a seasonal thing. So a lot of people are Leos, a lot of people are Pisces. And, you know, so it get, doesn't give you any differentiation. Differ I can't say that differentiation. word. Differentiation. Thank you. That is a difficult word. Let's say that word. slow together, everybody. I differentiation. differentiation. Wow, that's a doozy. 18 okay. syllables. And there are a few like those that I just can't, still yeah, yeah. can't say. Um, so what you see is that a wheel, and then uh, the horizontal line basically is um, the one that just like goes through horizontal and, and cuts the, the wheel in two is uh, the, the horizon. So it's basically, it's showing when you were born, what was happening on that line of immersion or ascending to the light basically. Mm. So it's very interesting. It's a point called the ascendant or the rising sign on the left, which would be that little, for both of you, it's cancer. Mm. Uh, you have this uh, common thing going on, you two. Um, and the top of the chart then is the um, is a daylight, is what happens you know, in public life, basically. And the bottom is more of your private life. The things that you have to grow in order to be a person, and to be able to, knowing who you are and to evolve and to function in the world. Mm. So there's a, um, a, an order of houses, we call them, the sectors, uh, starting with the rising sun and below is gonna be the first house, right? So below here, that's the first house. Then you continue with the second, the third, etc. And that's a wheel of life, basically. Mm. So the first is about your most personal beingness. It's what you, what you rise, you know, like imagine a newborn child, you know, goes, oh, here I am, mm. you know, and mm. here's what I'm showing. This is me. Mm -hmm. Hello. <laughs> Very personal. First house is going to be all about yourself. And then second house is about, hmm, the child is asking, looking around and going, what do I have here? What is in my toolbox? What can I use? What are my assets? 
and um, what um, what are my uh, allies and my qualities, my special qualities, the things that I can use. Then the third house is about how do I communicate? How do I um, express myself? So that's also the continuation of a child life, right? It's like, okay, I can't talk, but now I'm talking. Mm -hmm. And what is the impact I have? Mm -hmm. And it's also the daily life for things that we do on a daily basis. And then the fourth house is where we plant our roots. And that's the very bottom of the chart here. This house and that point that's very low in in the ground, in a way, it's the roots. So it's the family axis, the, the fourth house and the top, the opposite house. And so that represents your roots, your home, how you were raised as a child and what was going on around you as a child. And also what you're going to choose to feel comfortable in your home, in your own home, what you bring in your own uh, surroundings. Mm. And then the fifth house is how, okay, now I have my house, I have my roots, how, could, how can I create? What, how do I manifest things and become, be, start to be part of this creation? But it's inside first, right? It has to be, hmm, what can I do? What can I create? It's also the house of children. And, um, and, f and fantasy is also about love. We start to think about connections in the, at this stage. And then the sixth house that's just below the horizon is a very important one. It's like the, for you artists, it's like when you are, you know, at the, behind the curtain and you're about to go on stage and it's that, okay, am I ready? Okay, is that good? Am I calm? Am I, you know, it's that. Am I going to vomit? <laughs> I am. <laughs> that's Julian's vocal work yeah. before the show. This is, is Julian Charles. Couple gags. Yeah, Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> And so it's that, you know, self, okay, readiness, and also it's the, the house of the body. Um, uh, and then we emerge into the world. And so we start to go up. Seventh house is partners, people we meet, um, all sorts of people. It's the, it's the connection with others. And then the eighth house is how we deepen that connection and how we share, we share our assets with other people so it's shared assets basically so it has there are a lot of um, different meanings for each house because there's the traditional you know uh, significations as well as the more psychological so it's you know there's a lots of variations there but it's logical because when you meet people then you deepen your relationship with them right mm, yeah. and you go how you know like you get married for example then you got to live with this person and you are working on what works what doesn't work right what do you share there and then uh, the next one, the ninth house, is about how we want to broaden our world, our own experience. So we travel, we go, oh, what's out there? We want to feed ourselves either by going to school in a, you know, higher studies or we want to deepen our, our understanding of the world, basically. So it's a philosoph philosophical realm, also personal, but also connected with the world. And the 10th house is that the summit of your chart is at the top, top, top. That's your career. That's how you shine in the world, which mm -hmm. is very interesting to, we'll look at that for the two of you who are out there in the, in the public eye, right? Mm -hmm. In the, the choice that you made in your profession. So that tells a lot about what kind of, what um, color is. What kind of narcissists we are. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what kind? Yeah, there are different kinds one. for sure. I'm like a teal, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And then we, when we pass the career, it's like, how do we surround ourselves with communities, friends? You know, how, because career is not enough. We need to have our people. people. We need to have that support. And that's the 11th house. And then the last one is the house of the unconscious. It's, you know, kind of the... If you think about... Um, if you believe in re reincarnation or, you know, a thread of continuation in our lives, that will be sort of the time when we need to uh, get... It's the house where we get to ourselves in solitude and we... Um, try to let emerge things rather than know what they are. So that's why it's called the house of the unconscious. And um, in tradition, it's a very malefic house um, because it's not seen. It's behind the horizon. Mm. So that's the wheel, wow, basically. Man, so detailed and It's quite complete. rich, right? Yeah. It, it's the human experience, basically. Yeah. yeah. And what's the correlation with 12? And like the time, and you know, twelve hours on a clock, and the dials of the hours of the day. Oh and yeah, that I didn't stuff. even think about that. It's connected. Yeah, it's connected with the. Uh, it's this type of astrology, Western astrology. Astrology is, is based on the seasons, basically. Mm, okay. You know, oh, yeah. so cool. spring, Makes a lot of sense. summer, um, autumn, and winter, and so there is the uh, this progression throughout. Like you know, if you look at Scorpio, the sign of Scorpio is in that fall season where things sort of disintegrate and and or you know in the in the past in the Scorpio time people were counting their the goods they had and they were um, forecasting the winter to come and counting what they had to survive the winter mm. so it's a time of really shrinking and really discerning you know what needs to be kept or um, uh, there's a depth there so each sign is like that, like Aries, you know, is going to be, it's the first sign of the zodiac, it's like that spring, it's mm -hmm. poof, you know, it's like that very spontaneous um, jumping into life and having to trust that, that spark, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Is there any difference uh, with, you, you say Western astrology, and, you know, when you asked, when we were putting this together, you asked for our uh, birthday, and the time we were born, um, does astrology change on different hemispheres based upon like the months and the seasons? I mean, in Australia, summer there is winter here. Is that? It's reverse. Is yeah. Is it just reverse? Yeah, okay. it's wow. reverse. So there's like a whole different way, yeah, to, um, to interpret. I'm really not, you know, a specialist of that. I have not. It will be very interesting to read your wife's, you know, chart for sure. Yeah, um, but that would but that would say that somebody born on the same day and time as me in Australia would have a reversed chart. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's so interesting. They're yeah. upside down, dude. Wow. Gotta meet that guy. I would really love to dig in and okay. and uh, get you to to maybe. Talk about wrong. us. Person <laughs> personal stuff. <laughs> it's been really nice hearing about you, Janique. But <laughs> <laughs> Time to get personal. <laughs> yeah. I'm scared. I've been nervous all day. Um, yeah, I love to, um, you know, to read the two charts by, because you've been friends for so long. Right? How long have you been friends? Uh, 32 years. Really? That's no. not true. Oh. No, no, that's uh, probably like 15. 15. We yeah. had some breaks there, though. Uh-huh. 
No, we didn't. Like last week, last yeah, week. we got pissed at each other. <laughs> he, didn't, he, didn't, he, didn't get, he gave me a, Twi- a Kit Kat bar instead of a Twix bar like I asked, and I left. <laughs> that was it. I left. I was never coming Yeah, back. that's a good thing to mention, food, because <laughs> <laughs> you guys have that rising sign. Both of you are yeah. about food. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, that cancer. So cancer rising, right? This uh-huh. is sort of a... So the rising sign, or that would be the left to the very left point, that's here, and that is really what what um, um, what you present to the world. And uh, there is something. Cancer is really is very nurturing. You have like a quality of nurturing. Of course, you know there are other things in the chart that you know sort of um, always contradict or support or uh, take you in a different vibe you know mm. about that nurturing mm-hmm. but um so you two have two different styles of being you know hugging for example i know by experience i love you two hugs mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah we like <laughs> very good well, if, you were to, if you were to rate our hugs <laughs> on a yelp page <laughs> oh. where, where would you give give us the rundown what am i am i popping like a four and a half out of five or what's going on oh no i can't say that this is can't. like good quality <laughs> hugs like uh, it's good yeah i love a hug they're yeah, different yeah, yeah. they're different they're, they're different they're great hugs we embrace people it's a uh-huh. good thing yeah exactly yeah so there's this quality that you both have which means that um we you your wheel is going to be the same close i mean actually not completely but what you are is what you present to the world is kind of this you know um caring you are also cancer is quite tribal likes to have his people mm. right around you mm. um and i know also because of laura that you've been like a a tight group of friends you know v- v- very much nourishing that support from friends and that's very appropriate for both of you. And then what you're looking on the other side, the, the, the house across from that, is um, Capricorn. So that's how you meet people. And I don't know if that's true for both of you, different styles probably, but you probably look into other people, some kind of an expertise about, you know, you like people who have, have good stories, have been somewhere, mm. and are solid, and are reassuring in a way you know there's this attract attraction for people who are you know who have weight mm. even in their lives you know is that true yeah one might say um uh we don't want no scrubs yeah DLC. well that's <laughs> that's a good one um that's it's true but i still find myself you know trying to please shallow people and trying to like be everybody's friend even if they're not yeah. With weight and density and yeah. have like, you know, a lot. Yeah. I, I'm trying to be everybody's, yeah. no matter who you are. So, which is my issue. And I'm not. Uh-huh. Yeah, Alan's, Alan's I'm not surprised. Much. I'm not I surprised. I used to be a little bit more like that. I think I used to have a lot more patience for people. Um, I would generally say that I am a patient person, but my um, my level of relationship with folk really does start like from this far away mm. uh until it's until it's not i don't i don't I mean, even know when i pull that person in mm-hmm. but i definitely keep people as far away <laughs> like on a surface uh plane that's amazingly right on the 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 symbolism here because you and i'll come back to okay. you uh, julian but you have in the seventh house 
the planet that, the, that is the most far away. I mean, it's not the most far away because there's Pluto and Neptune and Uranus. Those mm -hmm. three are called transpersonal, transpersonal planets because they are away from, we can't see them. They are beyond Saturn. Saturn we still can see, but then beyond those three planets we can't see. Mm. And so they are more like generational, so they move very slowly because they are far away in the galaxy. Um, but you have Neptune in the, se in the uh, seventh house, which gives you also an idealistic side of you, of like projecting on other people, like a lot of power and a lot of, um, a lot of um, kind of, kind of um, yeah, ideal, you know, they, and then maybe you get burned because it's not matching really your experience. But are you like in the first place, like going open and then um, maybe, oh, I know what it is, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because there's an opposition there, you know, so there's like, okay, maybe I should not give myself totally to that. Mm. Yeah, I think there's, and I don't know if it's a, something that I've formed over you know my adult life because my adult life has been much more so involved in some at least my ego has been definitely grown and padded through this like public persona right of what I want people to think I'm like yes right like it's not, That's not necessarily just, yeah. what I am like yeah it's just what I'm projecting yeah to be like yeah and so I don't know if I develop that like I'll be anything Right, I'll just be what you want. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if I I don't know if I developed that because of that or or I was able to do what I'm doing now because I had previously developed this like what do you need? You need to Yeah. You want me to be like this? You want me to smell like this? Right. You, want me, you know like yeah. you want a joke? What what kind of joke do you want? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I wouldn't say that I'm allowing like I'm not initially like as open as this guy. This mm -hmm. guy will tell you. Jules will tell you like every emotional thing that he's going through with like literally a person he's just met, which blows my mind whenever yeah. I see it happen. I'm like, bro, this is the Jimmy John's He's clerk. just like, shut <laughs> up, dude. <laughs> no, he's, I he's don't. Over it. No, no, no. I'm not. I, and just, that's the I big, poke fun at it a little bit here yeah. and there, but it, it is actually a wonderful quality. You just don't, yeah. you don't see it in, in humans. And in often. a way for you, it's less defined. It's like, it's way less defined than Julian because Julian has the moon connected with it than that Neptune. And you both are into this, you know, this um, careers where you can change things. I mean, you're an actor, Julian, right? So you just, you can be anything too. But you are, Julian is much more uh, connected with his emotional, you know, state. So that there's something very different to f f in between the two of you, both Neptunes in the seventh house. So there's something about, I'll be anything you want, right? And at the same time, for Julian, there's a need to anchor that into a very personal place, which is your moon. The moon is the emotional needs. Mm -hmm. It's your daily life. So it's like n your food. So it's a very different quality. Wow. Very different quality. But it's interesting because you're both, you know, in the public eye and you have to have this sort of famous, you know, you have to stick to a certain image. And I'm sure it's a struggle that for you. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I definitely, I think I told you earlier uh, yesterday or whenever we were chatting, just that, you know, my, I have identified, my, my identity has been dictated by the impressions that I've made on other people for so, so long in my life. So 
I haven't really created an identity for myself up until the last few years, if yeah. I'm being really honest. Um, and, and, and so now in this new version of myself, as I try to create that identity, when I start to feel like it's filled up and I feel like it's making sense, I realize that I'm like a brand new version of myself in this version, right? Like it's, it's, I was for so long this guy who literally just succumbed to every single person that I met mm. and gave them what I th yeah. thought they expected me to give them. Yeah. And now I recognize that and I still find myself doing it and try to consciously depart from that um, approach. Mm -hmm. But I, because you see that you lose yourself basically. Yeah, it's I, my my, mm -hmm. uh, my first thirty years of my life are lost. Yeah. I mean they're not they're they're experiences. Yeah. But when I think about my life on a on a on a timeline, it's like I definitely became me now at the age of thirty and mm -hmm. have and have like continued on a path towards like being finding me. Mm -hmm. So in 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 my mind, I feel like I'm four. I'm thirty four years old, and I feel like I'm a child. I feel mm -hmm. like I'm like an adolescent mm -hmm. in my new version of myself and I still struggle so much and it's mm -hmm. like well of course you're going to struggle because you're a baby mm -hmm. <laughs> you know you're like a kid um so it's interesting and the but the uh, the 30 year old is like um it's really the an age when you become an adult in astrology 28 between 28 and 30 is that planet Saturn that's a planet of structure and uh, limitations but also building who you are and that's why we say that you know this is really around that age of 30, you know, is when you really start to plant yourself and to have a sense of yourself. And um, so, and because you both have this Capricorn sign on the seventh house that is ruled by Saturn, Saturn is a really important uh, landmark in your life. What happened to you at uh, 30, Alan? Do you remember? Or 28, 29? Yeah, I was like around 29, um... I yeah I forget like I think those were the moments where or those were the at least the years where I started looking ahead and looking um in a direction that seemed like definitely more structured it was like okay I sort of got my willies out in my my 20s I'm kind of sick and tired of living you know like a child um, started putting down roots, started uh, creating a family. I think I got engaged when I was 30. There you go. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely, like, came around to the idea of being a family man in mm. those years. Um, really avoided that idea for a long uh, portion of my life. Yeah. And then I think from there, yeah, really started to be, I think what it was was for so long I thought that like being a family man or being an adult was so lame. Hmm. Like cuz all the adults that I had been around in my life, bless them, wonderful people, but mm -hmm. like I didn't grow up near like incredibly exciting people. Mm. You know, there was like pretty regimented, pretty much like, you know, Sunday every Sunday church, you don't say swear words, you don't fart in public, like just not boring is not a fun word to say about anybody, but like it, it kind of was. I yeah. think that was maybe my perception as a youngster about like adults. Yeah. And it wasn't until, uh, you know, I think my, my late twenties and my thirties that I started realizing 
the joy in that structure and the joy in that consistency and routine and all the things that maybe when I was in my early 20s I scoffed at. You know, it was in uh, my early 30s and my late 20s where I was like, oh, I get that. I get why people like routine. Mm. But I can't imagine, sorry, but I can't imagine there was like a, there wasn't a lot of pushback to that also when you were kind of in that transition period, right? Like it's not just like welcome it with open arms all of a sudden one day. It's like, Mm. It's like the push that you're like, oh yeah. my God. Yeah, I don't know. It was interesting. It, it definitely felt like, yeah, just I was over it. I was kind of over this. Yeah. I want to say that it was sudden, though, mm. for, for you, Alan, because the, you have this planet Saturn that is, plays a big role in, you know, you realizing stuff and, you know, planting yourself in, in yourself. It's conjunct Uranus, which is the planet of revolution and sudden changes. Ah, yeah. So maybe it was, you know, meeting your wife. Maybe it was, you know, a something uh, of a move or I don't know. Yeah. W- but something well, we, sudden would, would make sense for you. I mean, I've, my entire life I've uh, had, not my entire life, but ever since I started playing music, the idea of being a homeowner for some reason was mm. just always this really pinnacle, like pivotal thing for me. Mm-hmm. I felt, man, if I could just like write songs and play music and be creative and own a home, like mm. be a homeowner. And I don't know, there's no legitimacy in life to that accomplishment, but for some reason that yeah, was... There is. Well, I mean, you can still be a very fruitful human being without owning sure, a home. Sure. It's not They're not mutually yep. connected, you know? <laughs> um, but for some reason in my life, that was something that was really special and important to me. And I think, yeah, yeah we, I was able to buy a house when I turned 31. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That was pretty pivotal mm-hmm. for me, where it was like, oh, okay, like this comfort and this... It's also too prior to that, like the... I, I was working so hard and I felt like... Mm the work that I was doing, uh, like having my wife and having a child and having a home, it was like, oh, I'm working for this. Mm. You know, like it no longer was about just like working for my own ego and working for my own accolades and working, you know, to feel good about the view counts I have on my online pages. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like, no, I'm, I'm, uh, this work is for this thing, this mm. nest, this, um, this family. Right. And that was a pretty pivotal realization. And a lot of pressure was taken off me because mm. mm. it, it didn't feel, um, it didn't feel so selfish. Yeah. You know, like when you would get up and, and sing a song in front of people, like it wasn't, it was no longer, I was doing it for me and yeah. my own benefit yeah. rather for my wife and my child and my home and building up that, um, really nourishing that nest. And nourishing that cancer, you know, mm. that you truly are, you know, the, because you, you, the, the rising sign is a quality that you rise to. So I'm not surprised to hear that it's not something that was really natural at the beginning, you know, it really changed, it can change qualities, right. lo- uh, you know, in your life. And having that all making sense to be a father and to have a home and to... Uh, that reinforces that pure quality of the cancer, right? Oh, wow. And, yeah. Do you oh, th- I was just going to say that I remember Jeff talking about it when we did it the first time because we were like 24, 25 or something like that at that age. 
and uh, he was he was mentioning this idea of the Saturn returns. Right. Uh, is this what we're talking yes, about right now? Exactly. Right. And mm -hmm. I've it's always stuck with me because mm -hmm. you know as I've come out of my late twenties and into my thirties, I have you know either like dated people or been around people who have been at that same age as I have come out of it. And, you know, you, you say, like, this is a thing. This is, like, a, th a thing you're going through, this Saturn Returns. And I never have enough validity to kind of explain what it is. So it just makes people frustrated with me. Like, shut up, Julian. We get it. Like, we, you're older than us. And you're what? And it's just like, I'm, I'm just letting you know. Like, it's a thing. I think it's a thing. It's, it's like a real thing. Um, it's, yeah. it's just nice to to talk to somebody who actually knows what they're talking mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. surrounding this thing because there's truth in that and I think everybody who's and and is it everybody go, is going through some kind of real significant change at this t period of oh, their yeah. life oh yeah and it's actually a cycle of you know starting from zero you're born and then at seven there's a shift already you know for kids mm -hmm. there's more understanding of them in the world right yeah. yeah and then 14 it is also the beginning of being a teenager, and then 21, the mm -hmm. age of reason, or however they call it, and being an adult. No, yeah, the age of reason. <laughs> in French, in French, we say that. I got there yet. I think I was closer mm -hmm. at seven to uh, <laughs> <laughs> to life reason than when I was 21. Good yeah. God. But it's a legal age, you know, right. for drinking, right. right? And then 28, 29, depending on people, and. Basically, you know, until you're 20, 28, 29, 30, you explore, you explore your life, you know. Mm -hmm. And then there's something that sort of sinks in that is also, you know, pressured by the collective and the, you know, the, the values yeah. in society. You know, you should be doing this at 30 and stuff like that. But astrologically, organically, in a way, cosmically, it works. Yeah. It is a, some, a process that's human that is, you know, we explore and then we get to a place where we start digging, planting our roots. And then from there, we're like a tree. We continue to, you know, expand our branches. And mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting you say uh, um, some, of these, some of these qualities and values can pressure it and make it in, in kind of affect it in a different way. And I was just having a thought, and you can tell me what you think about it, Alan, but like I feel like your... Because when I'm thinking about like my Saturn returns, I like fully had it, fully had this breakdown during that period of time. I feel like your experience was expedited by your like your uh, career, like coming up in like the er, in your early twenties and going from being like a, a a dude being Alan to being like Alan Stone, this yeah. musician, like this you know, relatively famous guy in our hometown. And mm -hmm. it was like, and I remember you kind of going through this period of like, you'd call me and be like, dude, like, I don't know how to do this. I don't mm -hmm. know what I'm doing right now anymore. This is like really scary. I, I like, I wasn't equipped to, to handle this, mm -hmm. this change and this transition. Um, and I think because of your experience into your career and into the music industry and like kind of, you know, elevating to a, a level of fame, it was like, you didn't know how to deal with that. And, it's, and, it, and I'm projecting my own like st strange experience with where I was eight, five years later. I always feel like I've kind of been like five years like away from you in my experience, even though we're the same age, like as far as our growth patterns as adults, I'm like, yeah, you definitely like, and, and I don't know if it's aligned with our stars or anything, but like your experience seemed to be expedited by like your position in your career and just like coming to much earlier on than, myself i haven't yeah. had that experience with myself so um yeah potentially i remember a, a lot of those phone calls mm -hmm. feeling like what have i gotten myself into this mm -hmm. is way over my head mm -hmm. 
Because with, I mean, specifically with any job, like any career, you, at least my personality, I always want to think like 10 years out and go, with this setup up here in the attic, right? Like I've put this all together. This is all my gear. I've thought like 10 years out, which is like, okay, what could it be? Event? Mm. Like if everything goes as planned, what does it become? Obviously you're projecting and it'll be different. Um, but that's what really gets me excited about things, right? But then you get into like the four-year mark of any project, of mm. any creative venture of any relationship and you're like this is not anywhere connected to mm. like what i Migration. i was yeah because all you you know when i project out all i think about is the good stuff like i think about the different kind of cameras i can have and the the guests we can have and the parties you know like mm -hmm. i don't think about you know the ins and outs of like running a business being a musician out in the public eye, yeah. like dealing with travel, dealing with like employees, dealing like, yeah. you know, that's the stuff that I think I really was unequipped for. And probably what I meant in those conversations with you is like, man, what, what, when I just wanted to sing songs, like yeah. I didn't want to have to learn how to be like a camp counselor that lives on an RV. It's got to make sure that everybody's happy when they're traveling 12 months a year like i didn't sign up for that you did sign up for that i'm sorry I did. no i <laughs> did i did but like you know though i think Just i was ignorance. thrown into that yeah that tornado of development on accident because i would have never sought that out the mm -hmm. things that i've had to learn and the the life's sandpaper that has really had to kind of like form me into if i'm anywhere nearby like obviously i'm not but i'm much better now in my 30s than i was at 23 when i was having these conversations with julian but uh yeah, i wouldn't have actively tried to develop those specific things but it life. has has started to make sense to you in a way it's like you know there are times for sure when you don't see the pieces coming together and yet and and after this sudden return it's like okay i get it i did sign up for that right mm -hmm. And then you make it work. So let's let's go back to your charts and the the sun. You know the sun, which is your radiance. It's your purpose in life. Mm. And your sun is in Pisces, Alan. So it's very very big, and it's very charismatic, and uh, also very connected with your father being a minister, right? Mm. And you sort of got that, you know what it is, the charisma. You know how to create that on stage. Mm. Pisces is so big and so wide and so encompassing. You know, it's the last sign of the zodiac. It's like, you know, I, I can be anything there, you know, on stage, really. Mm. And uh, so it's an, on, in this sector of the career for you. So it's the highest point in your chart. It's, it's yeah, that's where you're supposed to shine, which is really... Um, the choice that you, you know, you didn't see maybe early on. And then although you've been uh, um, a musician and, you know, with your guitar going everywhere, trying to, you know, in bar cafes and trying to get your music through for a long time, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Since I was, so it was almost I was 15, like, probably. yeah, so it was, it was not a choice even. It was, it, 
that's what came through. That's your purpose in life mm. is to realize that light, you know, very higher and inspire people and inspire because it's Pisces, because Pisces inspire people. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you, Julian. Lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I want that burden, but I guess I can't <laughs> change my birthday. No, you can't. <laughs> and there's also the Jupiter, though, in that same house. And Jupiter is that, you know, just what you said, you know, traveling, shit, you know, have to do that and make people happy and always be optimistic. And, and at the same time, there are moments, you know, your moon is very down into the bottom of your chart and goes, okay, please just give me some time for myself. Oh, wow, that's can weird. I be, can I be in a little, you know, just forget about me? And it's that's opposition that's, you know, that could have been very uncomfortable for you until now where you start to know, now you have a home. So you have your moon to put somewhere, right? In that's your so home, in your uh, nurturing your family. And so that's more balanced than trying to find your moon when you are on tour in a bus, you know, with mm. nine other people or mm. 10 or, you know, a whole crew being responsible for other people, right? Yeah, that's weird that you say the, 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 the retreating, like needing time for yourself because I've always felt like I'm a very, oh, I can just go with the flow and I don't need structure and just thro spicy, throw yeah, me yes. into anything mm -hmm. and I'm good. And it's absolutely not the case. Like, I have to have my own retreat and I have to store up energy in order to be present in a crowd or exactly. else I just retreat kind of and get quiet and yeah. a little tense. And Ladies and gentlemen, Alan Stone is an introvert. <laughs> an introvert. <laughs> Would you know? His moon is definitely introvert. Yeah. Crazy. yeah. And that's your most, you know, the moon is the most personal daily life thing, you know, and if for you it's in Virgo, which is also very specific, very and something probably people don't see except people who work with you probably. Really? You know, they know how specific you are and how, you know, perfectionist you are about things or about your environment and how you, you want to set up your, your work because it's opposed, you know, in that opposition with the top of your chart. So it, um, it is a key for you, you know, to really wow. let that, you know, shine crazy yeah i'm very well i don't know would you say i'm a perfectionist jules I'm pretty uh, particular. i'd say you're trying to be <laughs> like i mean that, that, that's that's not an insult like you're yeah yeah i think so yeah, you're I'm just like, like a, a need to get it done like yeah. kind of guy that like it's i think there's a perfectionist and i don't i don't know necessarily like everything needs to be perfect here like in an ocd way that's kind of how i think of right. perfectionism mm. um but i think you're like Definitely but I am kind of OCD about are, some you, certain yeah, you things. Are. What do you think, Steve? You can talk on that, too, because you see this guy in here nibbling away at his things all day long. Yeah, Alan has a very uh, uh, like idea-oriented mind, but executing that, he can get fumbled because he gets so particular about individual things while trying to curate that idea. Mm. <laughs> but, I mean, even building the aesthetic of like the camera shots and the Live at the Lodge Everything that we do up here, Alan's very particular about how he curates it uh, aesthetically um, yeah. to cultivate a creative, cool-looking, fun atmosphere mm -hmm. to yeah. grow in. Mm -hmm. I also that makes sense. Totally, totally. Yeah. I think that that's like referenced by like what he has done previous. That nothing can be less than that. So like everything has to kind of grow from where it was previous. So like mm. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you want it to. You want the next thing to be better than the last thing, so that just keeps you at this like growth um, intent. Yeah, to, to like make it better. 
every time, which is hard and which is challenging and good. It's a, it's all those things. Yeah, I've I've always felt like um, I forget who said it, but strive to be better than you were yesterday is always a thing that yeah. kind of gets shot across my life bow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just want to. I I. The things I create, I am particular about them, but I'm also not precious with them, which is interesting. Yeah. Like I, if I make a song, once I'm like completed with the song, I go like, it's a just get rid of it, get out of here, <laughs> go away. Whereas like I've seen certain art, artists and musicians, man, they're so particular about the CD packaging and the like every little thing. I'm like, dude, nobody cares about well, that. Well, I, <laughs> I think you can get. I think you can be gone with it. Because, and have that relationship where you can kind of just like throw it away when it's done because you spend the time curating yeah, the thing really, really well and thoughtfully when you're in it. And then by the time you're out of it, you're like, okay, I know I've done everything I needed to do to get this thing to be where it needs to be. And I'm, I can, I'm safe in letting it go. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or I'm it's just lazy. That's what <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely not lazy. <laughs> there you are. Yeah, no, you've, you've worked hard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. So for Julian, it's a different story, you know, because the, so your son being uh, Alan very elevated. For Julian, his son in cancer, so double cancer, rising and you know, and son. So your purpose is really to to get to that quality of mm. nurturing, of creating your tribe, of creating comfort around you. And hypersensitivity. Cancer is very sensitive, and um, and no, it's no chance. Oh, you are so sensitive. Worst. But it's funny because um, your moon, you know, the the planet of um, or our satellite, you know, which is our closest thing to the Earth, which is that's why it's so personal. The moon, right? Your moon is in a earthy Capricorn. Opposite, you know, your son, so you were born on a full moon. So you were born with this sort of a big clarity about even the yin and the yang, you know. It's like, how do I bring that together, you know, mm. and finding your own, uh, your own spark, your own, you know, flame uh, in that cancer protective, you know. And at, on the other side, you have this moon that's saying... Push forward. You're responsible. You are. You 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 got to do this. You know. Don't. You have no choice. You just have to plug through. Mm. And um, so that's quite. You know, a torn. You know, a tear. A torn. A tear. You are torn. You're torn. Yeah, you said it. It sounds better when you say it. Anyways, just say whatever you want. Julian's favorite band is Torn. Yeah, that's a song by Natalie Imbruglia. It's not a band. <laughs> and I do love that song. It's such a good tune. Adam <laughs> Torn. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Continue, Jimmy. No, that's good. We digress. Good segue. Um, yeah. So. Um, There is, for you, uh, Julian, it is more about your identity, to define your identity through everything that you, that you um, build, whereas for Alan, it's more building that career, that shine, shining light, and that, you know, you, you are meant to be working for your career. This is a big part of your identity, Alan, you know, and you're going to get the rewards from that, of course. For Julian, it's more, who am I? 
you know, it's always that, that's why you always ask those questions, wow, you know, <laughs> who am I? And you can tell that just from that little <laughs> Oh my gosh, thing there. look at this sun, you know, the sun look is here. Sun, like we're going to be like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got no idea. It's right there. <laughs> yeah. That looks the like my geometry homework. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 2003, that's amazing because that is so spot on about our personalities. Like we're <laughs> yeah. when we were talking about anything involving this, right? This is kind of our first capacity of, well, we work, we've worked together plenty of times, but this is like our first proper creative venture together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just in the conversations leading up to like what we want the podcast to be, it was you, those two personality yeah. uh-huh. traits were highlighted. I'm just I like, want to learn something about myself. And yeah. you go, well, let's learn about, you know, the I, world. I'm like, I don't <laughs> care about that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't give a shit about well, you should be who now either because of guess us what we're are. Doing. That's it. Yeah. No, it is really we're going it down. is really great. And it's nice to have that that um that uh contrast mm-hmm. in in both of our desires mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. you know these type of interviews and this perspective. It definitely helps pull me out of my natural inclination towards just like command and conquer kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Totally. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so constantly fascinated by not only just who I am, but who, who other people are and why we are the way we are. Yeah. And you know, it's why I became an actor because I was so fascinated by the human condition and being like, why do we react and respond the way that we do? And what is it about being yeah. authentic or inauthentic that yeah. like, what happens? What's going on psychologically with people to, to make them act the way that they do? Yeah. And me especially, like, why do I feel nervous? Why did I feel nervous before this oh, came yeah. up? So, like, in my brain, you knew. I it was said personal. it out loud, but in my brain, I was like, no, but seriously, Julian, like, why are you nervous right now? Like, what's that all about? Like, is this coming from some, like, deep-rooted place of, like, growing up? <laughs> it's just like, dude, what are you talking about? And then I, like, come to you, I'm like, oh, yeah, cool, let me be present. But I'm all, and I'm trying, and, like, that, the whole pursuit of, like, who am I yeah. kind of gets me trapped in, like, being not present because I'm so focused on, like, but as much as it is focused on, like, who am I now? Why am I feeling this way? I, like, I get in my head about, why I am this way and it removes me from be actively just pursuing the moment that I am mm. currently in because mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to not I'm not trying to curate the moment I'm just trying to understand it yeah all the time mm-hmm. and it's just like dude it's just a, it's we're just we're just hanging out and talking we're just sitting here in yeah. a hot tub like having a chat mm-hmm. and I'm I'm so deep into my own headspace that it's just like and it's fine because I think it allows me to to grow and to understand myself in in a in a, in a high capacity. But I mean, I heard stories about you, Julian. Like you know, when you are in a group of people and you're the one who's going to go meet someone who is all alone, and you start a conversation with them, and you get into the deepest place, and it's you know amazing for the person who was all alone, and you get a lot from just. Who are you? What are you? You know, what are you made of? What's yeah. what makes you tick? You know, yeah. you're really interested in that. That's really, yeah. really important for you. And your son is not, you know, at the top of the chart in that career thing. It is really you are learning from all your experiences. It comes back to you, it comes back to you always. You also have Pisces at the top of your chart, which is this place where, again, you know, as an actor, you can be anything. You can, but um, it's. Also, it's spir- spiritual. It has to be. It has to have meaning. Pisces has, you know, and I don't know. Maybe comparing the two of you, you know, in terms of in your music, 
your music, Alan, is so inspiring. It, you, the lyrics are, you know, you, you're good when you're really getting into that, let me inspire you, you know. And you are the same way, Julian. You, well, professionally, you want to do that. And then do you find that, you know, in being an actor, you, are you satisfied with that aspect or...? Uh, well, not always. When I can reach that thing that I'm trying to do as an actor, then yeah. yes. Yeah. But that thing that I'm trying to reach, which is actually cultivating an authentic moment mm -hmm. and living truthfully under imaginary circumstances, which is a very difficult thing to actually yeah. do, mm -hmm. um, especially when you have cameras or you're on stage or you have other people surrounding you and you're trying to do this thing. Um, if you can reach that, which I have done not many times in my pursuit to being an actor, uh, that is the thing that I have continued to be an actor because of, because I've felt that high, I've felt that authenticity, I've felt that like truth in I am being, I am being something other than myself and I'm honest in that. And that is so, uh, uh, such an addictive feeling and mm -hmm. such a, and, and a high like I've never felt before. Um, so, so that is what inspires me. Now on the other hand of that, 99.100% of the time, it's not that. Mm -hmm. And it's like even the jobs, mm -hmm. at the level that I'm at, I'm playing a lot of little parts that don't have anything to do with me digging into any type of real work. Yeah. It's being an accessory yeah. to something. It's doing something that like standing on a mark and getting in the light and delivering dialogue. So it's just, it's, yeah. it's different. So, but the thing, the thing that I'm chasing as an actor is, is 100% the most inspiring thing I, I could ever yeah. do. Yeah, and you said the word truth, you know, and you have, Alan has the sun, in which is just the light, you know, being, radiating his purpose. And for you, you have Jupiter there in this, um, you also have Jupiter, um, Alan, but you have the, the only planet there is Jupiter, which is the teacher. So you both have this quality of educating people through your music, of guiding people, of... Really, um, but for you, uh, uh, um, Julian, it's just such this you, one planet in the 10th house in Pisces is being the teacher and being, you know, really realizing that. Mm -hmm. And with this, the, the Pisces, you know, top of the world there of your chart, it's likely to change, to, yeah. you know. So being open but trusting that, that this is your quality to bring to the world. Totally. It's truth, it's faith, it's optimism, it's mm, pure right. joy, it's... Um, faith, you know, in the future, it's that inspiring thing. That's yeah. your role. Yeah, and I think, you know, we spoke about it a little bit yesterday in that acting for me is is just a platform yeah. for me to get to a place in my life where I can talk to people. Alan, Alan asked me a question on the, like our first podcast, like, all right, we're doing a TED Talk. What are you, what's your TED Talk going to be about? And it's about giving people permission to be themselves. Mm. And I think being an actor, trying to give myself permission to be myself through the, through the, 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 the craft of acting is allowing me to create that example for other people if I can, if anybody else is paying any attention to it. But it allows me to build a, a network of people who, who might care, yeah. who, the, who I can then go and use that platform to talk to and educate or try to inspire. If I can, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to be, I'm not, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm this like inspiring guy. I just want to allow people to feel like they have permission to be exactly mm -hmm. who they are, mm -hmm. you know? Because when we were young, we used to have parties at our house and we would like, you know, of course we'd just be like getting drunk and partying and having fun and like people would come over on a Tuesday night and we had such a welcoming group of people 
And they'd, they'd come over and we'd get crazy. It was right when Laura started to meet us. We'd be doing like fake jump roping in the house. People would be dancing up and down, <laughs> like doing all this crazy stuff, like crowd surfing <laughs> through a 20 by 20 room, like just having the, the best time. It's like a Tuesday night. People would like be leaving and hugging us being like, this was the greatest <laughs> night of my life. Uh-huh. And it's yeah. just like, this is just a Tuesday night for us. And, uh-huh. and it was like that feeling of like giving people permission yes. to like look stupid mm-hmm. and, and fail and not be precious about how they appear. Cause like you go to a party and you're just like, you know, a wallflower, just like, Oh, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna hang out. And it's like, no, like we're giving you permission to do exactly what you want to do. And they're leaving being like, thank you for that. Uh-huh. Thank yeah. you for doing that. And I think like so many people need that permission from yeah. people. Just and if it's not permission by like articulating that, it's permission in other people being the example of that to be like, oh, that's why I'll be like the for, at a random wedding and I'll be, I'll literally my friends invite me to weddings because they know that I'll be the hardest dance person on the floor. <laughs> They're like, we need him to start the dance party. Uh-huh. I want to give people permission. I'll be the first person. Yeah. I don't care to look stupid. So that's it. You give people permission. So I it comes to. from you. It's like your son, you know, in the first house. It's like, I am showing the example, mm-hmm. which, um, yeah, is trust that. This is like your, you know, your guide. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Thanks for saying that. Tell us nice things. Yeah, and actually for both of you, again, I mean, we probably, you know, we could talk for hours about that. Let's. (laughs) Let's. (laughs) Um, I can listen to you talk all day now. (laughs) (laughs) Your accent's so dope. (laughs) So, yeah, um, in the chart, something very interesting about um, a direction in life. So we come with sort of a, baggage or um, something we're very good at. It's like, you know, it's a given. We have our little backpack and, you know, we, we bring that into life. And for both of you, it's Libra. So Libra is this, uh, and it's generational. So a lot of people are going to have that Libra. Your generation have a lot of South Node in Libra. So South Node, what we bring with us, what's easy. And it's that people thing. You know, you're very aware of connection of people. And uh, interested in that. And you also have a, a, um, a quality of peacemaking, which is maybe a role that you had when we came, you know, in the family family setup. You know, like, I'm going to choose to be someone who serves peace rather than, you know, who sparks the fire if there is, yeah. you know. But very big difference. You, Alan, are just have that south node pure, you know, in Libra, which can make you um, dependent, you know, or kind of slave to the relationship, you know, kind of in this public eye that you are, you know, you have to serve in a way the connection, you know, the ritual after the shows where you want to hug everybody or you're serving that sort of, I need to serve that, what people want from me Mm. and, you know, finding that um, balance is really important. And for you, Julian, there's like that the planet Pluto, which is the planet, the hard, badass planet of the of our galaxy. <laughs> it's the last one that was demoted. Actually, it was you know, no, it's not a planet. It's too small. Well, astrologers keep that one because it's the garbage of the whole our our galaxy. So we we need it. We need a place to put the you know the shit and the shadow and all of that. We need because it's in us. You know, we have that shadow. So you, Julian, have this planet very close to that um, south node. The garbage planet? Yeah. So you came with, you know what garbage is. 
you and mean? you'd really and I, you literally I know what garbage is, but I don't know what it means in this sense. <laughs> <laughs> Let me explain. Okay. It's like you know it's garbage. I'm playing with yeah, that right, word, right, but right. it's it's more you you know the 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 process of the phoenix, you know, like yeah, re re emerging from yeah, you know, you fire. die and you re emerge, yeah. you know. And um that is an incredible thing to know from past lives or from your gene, genetic, you know, heritage, it's because then you're not, you're less afraid, I would say, than Alan, you know. Alan doesn't have that. He has Pluto that's also in Scorpio, but further away, it's not connected with this, uh, this is what I'm bringing in this lifetime, you know. It's a little, there's more space. For you, it's like, it's right there, and you know how to, you have dealt with crisis, and, and you, in a way, you are strong enough to deal with crisis, does it make sense? Um, kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's me. it's pretty unconscious because it comes from, yeah, you might be even aware of that. It might have played, you know, in your family when you when you were bringing up and, um, you know, crisis. You mm -hmm. had some, I know. And um, so it's just a quality of even sometimes... Uh, falling into like relationship is dangerous or relationship can be, you know, if I get too attached or if I get, you know, um, there's a, mm, something very intense about it. Is it like being willing to take like risks more or being like vulnerable or like to be, to like, to like jump off the cliff kind of type of situation or like so get back up after I've kind of jumped and fallen? Actually, that's the opposite. It's you describe opposite. Okay. the opposite, you know, pole, which is, you know, there's the south node, which is what we bring into this life. But if we stay there, if you believe too much that, you know, your life is, you know, it's going to be in crisis all the time, you know, that's, that, that's the only <coughs> place to be. It's mm -hmm. crisis, crisis, you know. Mm -hmm. There's this opposite place, which is Aries, which tells you, oh, I, you know, it's like being born. Every day is a new day. And yeah. I have to follow my instinct, follow my, so not being dependent on the, what oh. people say or the yeah, others, sure. you know, but more like my instinct, my, um, my decision, my spark, what I can invent. Mm -hmm. And same to you. So it's like really something for the both of you that you have in common, This, which is good in, you know, when you have friends who share that too. It's like there's a selfish place, you know, to grow. To grow, for you to grow into your life, you need to have that selfishness in a way, yeah. um, about purpose. That is, you invent your own thing. You have to invent your own thing, mm. which is an amazing thing, creation, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's an amazing burden. Because it yeah. is, it's heavy. It's, it's and it's growth, right? So we don't always want... Mm. Go to go where we grow. We don't right. want to go. Oh, I'll, I'll yeah, stay comfy. So you nice know, just be comfy. Totally. But there's yeah. this beckoning. I got it. It's like all stable now. Why? You Why know. Why do I have to get out of here? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. It also just requires you to go inside, right? Yes. And like check in yeah. with who you are, and 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 that's very very scary. You know, I was telling you yesterday, this sense of clarity that I have gotten in the last several years. Um, there's a connotation around the idea of clarity that is, well, that's great. Clarity is awesome. Clarity is amazing. But it's also very terrifying to get clarity. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, that's a, it's a scary pl place to be when you start to become aware. Like, you know, people say ignorance is bliss. And, you know, the more you know, the, the scarier things can get for you. And um, just in, in being an artist or being a creative, 
Yeah. You have to get to know yourself in order to create anything if you're trying to do it honestly. Yeah. And that's a, those are scary places to, to, to reach in yourself to try and pull that stuff out of. And so yeah. I applaud every creative and artist that's, that's, that's out there doing their thing because it's, it's not easy. And, to, and yeah. it, you know, and neither is like defaulting to some lifestyle because that sounds like it's awful, you know, to just be like some person who lives their life who like didn't tap into their creative outlets and again, defaulted to some lifestyle that they were, are just now kind of living and comfortable in. More power to you. That is terrifying at the same time, you yeah. know? So it's just yeah. like, it's all, I think you, no matter where you are, you're going to be, you're going to be um, tested by fears yeah. and, and anxieties. And, and being brave that, and, yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Got it. So, cool. yeah. Wow. That's kind of, a, you know... We just talked about three or four things here, but yeah. a lot of um, deep stuff at the same time. So that's, you know, the yeah. fun about astrology is like it becomes just a exploration and of who we are. Do, um, did either of you, Jeff or yourself, uh, coming up, maybe you were moving to a new town. You, you, you told us that you moved quite often once you got to the States. Did you ever like... You know, when I first started playing guitar, I was like the I was the guy that if there was a guitar in the room, I would like find my way to it and like make sure that everybody knew I could play. It was like kind of like my icebreaker a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Did you ever have you ever wielded your astrology abilities as an icebreaker? Like, you know, you're like, you're meeting a new family, like your neighbors, you're like, yeah, we'd love to have you over for dinner. Also, when's your birthday? And what is the exact, have you ever done that? Is that a thing? Because it seems like you, it's an, it's a, it's an outlet for like real conversation. I mean, like I would imagine you're sitting down with people that you've never met before. Yeah. And you're digging into like the deepest um, propensities of their personality. Yeah. Do you do that at all? Is, is that a thing? So it's interesting because when I learned astrology, I thought it was amazing. It's like I could, you know, pull a chart and make enough sense, you know, and I hadn't met Jeff at the time. I was just, I thought it was fascinating to be able to have a conversation, a deep, because I like deep conversation. And uh, so, yeah, being able to jump that way. Hmm. And I kind of like you, you know, I was also started guitar when I was seven and I used it as a charm thing, you yeah. know, like, okay, when I take my guitar and I started to sing, you know, I knew I could, you know, charm someone in the audience. Sure, so, you know, yeah. it was, so it was totally a seducing um, tool, right? Yeah. And astrology, in a way, was that, um, well, Jeff was interesting because Jeff was very private about that. He didn't like to show off, but when he was, he was just like, you know, going going all he didn't like to show off uh, with astrology yeah like he wasn't gonna tell yeah. people unless no, they ask he was not see, asking yeah see that's so uh, funny because it, bring, it makes me think about all the people who do use astrology nowadays to yeah. kind of like get to know each other like you know you meet somebody and they're like what's your sign yeah and you're like uh cancer what do you like yeah do you know oh, me I now? Know. Oh, yeah. Do you know I me? Know. Do you know <laughs> me now? And oh, that makes... I always yeah, love that. Yeah, oh, oh, that, that makes so sense. much sense. <laughs> oh, my God. Totally. Like, like, dude, you don't know what the like, hell you're talking about. about. Yeah. yeah, it's so ridiculous. And I think there's, like, this this, this um, idea around astrology and zodiac symbols and signs that, that's very trendy right now. And also now. very limiting. 
Totally, you know, totally, because then, oh, sure. yeah, that makes sense. Oh, my gosh. Yes, you're such a cancer. Yeah. Oh, you're such a Scorpio, right? right? Yeah. Right, right. And, and it's totally dismissing the rest of the of the chart that gives so much more information totally. about everything. And right? that's why, you know, like I'm I'm typically pretty reluctant to even like walk into conversations. People, people are like, oh, yeah, I love astrology. It's like, do you, though? Like, do you actually know? Because, like, it's great that you that you love it and you're interested in it. But unless you're literally... Jeff or Danique Jower, you're like, get out of here. I don't care. And that's not, that's not true. Like, unless you're actually like a student of this thing and understanding it, then you're reading Cosmopolitan magazine and you're picking up like the horoscopes at the back, at the back of the thing. Which Which they, and they do have a zinger of a horoscope <laughs> at the back of that old Cosme Paul. <laughs> it's so, it's so silly. And I yeah, just Jeff think used that, like, to, Jeff used to, uh, he used to write for Cosmopolitan. Yeah. No, was it? Yeah. What? Cosmo really? Bill. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Well, damn, so that's, there's some legitimacy to it Can we there, get huh? those issues wow. and throw them up on the wall here? <laughs> yeah. Can we blow up the cover? Oh, my gosh. Wow. Oh, that would know. be the best. I said I have a few. Jim yeah, Jarrah wrote for Cosmo and he was so, And he was so, I mean, he was so um, malleable that, you know, he, he was not, like, afraid of writing for young girls. I mean, he had, you know, right, teenagers, sure. you know. Oh, yeah, totally. But he was, like, he was a little, you know, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing that, you know, and... And he had an editor that was sort of, you know, um, um, changing a little the words to make them more current and stuff right. like that. But, <laughs> so but he That's was, a bop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he, yeah, he was not afraid. He could talk to anyone. Wow. wow. Yeah. But, but very aware that, you know, uh, we both never lived our lives according to, you know, the events or, oh, yeah, you know, the moon is in cancer today or, mm -hmm. you know, we, we lived our lives, you know, and very... Right. We, I mean, there are some astrologers who can't do anything without looking first what yeah, they are I'm doing. I'm curious about that. Does that happen quite a bit where people oh, kind yeah. of feel so inclined and yeah. so connected to their chart that yeah. they can't, they it's, almost, it's almost like restricted by it? It's reassuring mm -hmm. because it reinforces that's why I'm more open to that. I'm always looking for the, you know, more information because just the chart, unless, you know, I mean, there are excellent astrologers out there who can really... You know, just like Jeff and many, many who can, who, who are also psychic at the same time. So they are able to plunge into a chart and then ask you the right questions and, you know, bring solutions to the problems you have or whatever, you know. So that's the essence of a consultation, basically, is where you, you go deep into um, not just describing what's going on, but also, you know, addressing the issues that you have what and bring solutions. Where does it start? Um, like, and obviously I'm projecting a, towards a very subjective definition, but when I think of astrology, I naturally think of like the feminine personality. Like I think for some reason I mm. feel like women are just more inclined to be involved in huh, astrology and, and interested in charts. Um, that's just, you know, my small town view of yeah. like prior to knowing you and Jeff, when I met Laura and she was like, yeah, my dad's an astrologer. Uh, that just blew me away. I was like, mm. what? I didn't know men did that. Mm -hmm. Where yeah. does that like starting point for you? Like how, how are you introduced to astrology? What? Cause not only are you learning like this, this, um, this tradition, uh, but you're also like, you're, you're a counselor and a therapist and you have to learn how to present in front of people and, and 
your speech patterns and the words you use and the ones you don't use. Like there's so many um, tools in that tool belt in order, you can't just take a chart and like convince somebody that you know what you're talking about if you can't look them in the eyes, you mm -hmm. know? Like, mm -hmm. There's so many traits that you have to cultivate, cultivate in order for it to work. So where did it start for you and then where did it start for Jeff? If, if you know, or yeah, if you just kind of land on it. Yeah, I just think it's that, you know, interest in people. It's like, I think, you know, um, Jeff had a Scorpio moon, so his need, you know, was to understand and to communicate at a deep level emotionally. Is that so what homie is? Are you a Scorpio moon? No, no um, he is no, a Capricorn moon, Capricorn moon. but conjunct Neptune, which gives you, like, a lot of, you know, capacity to handle other people's emotions mm -hmm. you can like open that's why you open because you okay give it to me give it to me i can take it i can yeah. take it it's like no boundaries there uh -huh. which can be very distressing at damaging. times because yeah, yeah damaging yeah. yeah so and me i have you know a moon in pisces at the very very end of pisces and so is my son so have i'm like you know i'm interested in basically in the transition in life you know how do we how we do, how do we transform? How do we change mm. from, how do we die and then come back? Or what do we process and, and finish with and always have this interest in that transformation piece, you know? So, and the interest for people is like, I don't know, it's right, has always been there, always. Um, have you been able to, um, what has the process been like for you if you are really, interested in transformation what's the process been after jeff's passing for you have you been able to zoom out and see how you're processing and transforming through this through this loss or through this transformation in life yeah well there was a you know survival thing that i had to take a few years to you know handle to yeah. get a handle on um because it's something else you know to have had um built a family you know and my daughters were amazing rocks for me just mm. to let me know that the family was still there i was mm. still you know i was not just all alone mm. but there is this sort of a disappearance of that main support you mm. know jeff was the one who was um, making a living for us and but i got so much strength in it you know this is a piece in my life it's almost kind of that you know phoenix rising it's like i just had no choice. I had to mm. come up with solutions and and I had been dabbling with things, you know, all my life because I like to dabble. <laughs> <laughs> I like to do this, to be like a butterfly, That's you know. That's a classic dabble dribble right there. <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly, right, um, I had to just like plant myself somewhere and that's where I started to take seriously my tools, you know, yeah. and my assets, you know, teaching French, you know, that had been done, but dabbling, mm. I sort of uh, got better at that. And Qigong and having been lucky enough to um, meet this kind of uh, Qigong um, philosophy that helped me see the whole picture. And I've never been more in my place than now. I mean, it's, wow. and using the things that I, that I sort of let someone else use because Jeff was the expert in astrology. I was just speaking the language, but never did that step of, you know, okay, let's let's get intimate with someone, yeah. right? Yeah, you were in the batter's box now. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. that's cool. So it is incredibly sat satisfactory, satisfactory for me. 
you know, to be at this point after five years of uh, seeing how more solid I am and how much I know about myself. Mm. Um, but um, what I learned with Jeff about astrology and what I, again, hear, you know, often is like, okay, take that plunge, you know, do it. Yeah. What a cool testament to just never being done growing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Right. Absolutely. So cool. Never, never. And especially for you guys, I would say, you know, having a Pisces midheaven, that high place, you know. No, we got a podcast. We're done. We're, <laughs> we're finished. Growing. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's no boundaries. There's no end to that, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's very wide open. Totally. And it will take the, your whole lifetime. Yeah. And, that, and this has all led you into this practice of Qigong, which is kind of helping you cultivate the, the balance that you have kind of tried to create for yourself through the process of it's just another and other things it's another dimension of or understanding of what it is what is what that potential mean right mm -hmm. it's like knowing that we don't use something that is available to us at all times mm. and it's the chi it's the energy the information that's around us in the universe and that fuel that we can get that bring us to this place where we can cultivate that calm place, which is so key, as I said, you know, for clarity and for um, even seeing what the next step is, the clarity, you know, instead of trying to figure it out all the time with our head, you just let it happen. You go, okay, give it to me. Yeah. I'm here. I'm just like, I'm listening, right? And then, and trusting, trusting ourselves. There are... Um, five qualities that we use, five qualities of the heart that are our guides in a way, and it's trust, and it's openness, and it's love, and it's gratitude, and gongjing, which means respect for everything that is. And if you cultivate those five qualities, that's opening a, a highway, basically, for um, clarity, and for proper use of uh, our humanness. That's what we're meant to be. We're, we're meant to be proper human beings mm. and being kind to each other and having this caring for each other. And that is so hard, you know, to um, understand and to put into application in these times of base, so much insecurity and so mm. much what, 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 what? <laughs> What's happening, yeah. right? Well, sometimes it's... I sometimes find difficulty coming back to caring for each other and kindness and mm. these things is, is that uh, it's different to each individual. Like being kind to Julian is mm. different than being kind to my wife is different for caring for my mom, yeah. you know, and that uh, that's what I always get hung up on. This is a total caveat away from Qigong, I, apos uh, I apologize, but no, that's, good. Um, that's, I think, the hardest language for me is knowing how to adapt. care properly and adapt your care based upon who it is you're caring for. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird because I can be kind, generally. but like my kindness, generally, yeah. <laughs> you know, my kindness is like a, it's like coffee shop kindness, right? Like, yeah, I'll tip 20%. How you doing? Your day's going all right? peace right mm. 
And then that's, uh, I'm comfortable with that type of kindness, but man, real care and real kindness and consideration, Jules is like way more equipped with those, with those tools than I am. Cause I'm more just equipped with different things, man. Yeah. I know, but it's, it'd be uh, fun to try and develop those things. Cause you can, right. It's not mm -hmm. just because you have a certain scope of scar uh, stars that you're just, you're just pigeonholed. Mm -hmm. You can develop things. Exactly. Right? And, yeah. uh, and, and that would be one thing that I would like to develop a little better is to have the minerals to know how to properly care for everyone. Yeah, yeah. And being open to what people bring to you, too. It's like it's not just in, you know, this way, but it's that listening and that receiving and that curiosity about what people are in a way. But, of course, you know, depending on the circumstance or where, you know, your focus is in life, some, you know, focuses change throughout life, you mm -hmm. know. So then I think that, you know, besides, you know, outside of the um, chart, the, those human qualities are just, they are for everyone, you know, to be, do no harm, mm -hmm. you know, and um, be open to someone, be open to differences, be, you know, and, and just feel if there's a reaction, if you feel, you know, unsafe, then you allow yourself to feel that reaction. You don't deny it. But then, you know, you you learn to move with all these contradictions and these things, just like you said. Oh, yeah, it's easier to care for someone than for, for someone else. Huh, what's the difference, mm. you know? And being less, more curious and more obser observing than um, drawing conclusions. Mm. We are very much drawing conclusions all the time about everything. Right. Whereas if now. we can be, yeah, more open and say, this is just what it is right now. I'm going to just accept even when I'm uncomfortable. How about I just accept it and, and, uh, and see what happens. It doesn't have to stay forever, but acceptance is a big one. Yeah. Yeah, observing. I've, there's a writer, philosopher, I'm not really sure what you would call him, but uh, you can call him an author, uh, this guy Eckhart Tolle, who talks mm -hmm. a, a lot about the watcher and yeah. not defining or identifying with specific emotions, rather watching them and attempting to try and observe why they are there and what's triggering them yeah. as to better understand them, which is a cool training exercise right because we do we have all these little rivets in our brain that just have been formed you know consciously and unconsciously yeah and man and when i cook a beautiful brisket and my best friend julian throws too much hot sauce on that bitch <laughs> my rivets start twitching like an old las vegas hotel and steve knows what i'm talking about word up son <laughs> yeah, I do that. Sorry about it. But I got to learn to watch that emotion, you know, because to each his own. If he wants to just destroy the brisket that it's I've slaved It's his problem, up, right? It's his problem. Yeah. I got problems. You got problems. <laughs> hot problems. Hot sauce problems. <laughs> I seriously have hot sauce problems. Um, Danique, uh, thank you so much for for coming on the show You're and welcome. for Seriously. graciously um, opening yourself uh, to us and, and, and sharing your talents. Um, I would, uh, I would not like it if we did not get to hear you sing, because uh, your music is so soothing and uh, such a wonderful expression and reflection of your personality. 
um, I always feel like when I sing, I feel, well, I can typically f see people's like personality in their music. It's interesting when I listen to somebody's music and then I meet them afterwards. I'm mm. like, oh, that's so, just even like down to how they hug or their like their handshake, right? Mm. And um, would you play a song for us? <laughs> yes, I would yeah. love to. Yeah. Um, cool. Let me, I'm going to get you the guitar. You just stay put and okay. uh, I'll get you situated. And uh, I'm very rusty, I have to say, because this is not my main gig these days you're gonna make people feel so but happy <laughs> i'm so happy what is what what is this that you will do for us yeah so it's a song that i wrote many years ago and um it's called and it's so appropriate and i because it's about it says so it's going to be half french and there's a little verse in english there and um it says um Écoute au fond de toi, écoute le son de ta voix. So listen in, inside yourself, inside for the sound of your voice. Listen to the sound of your voice. Um, uh, think, sing a little song, a soothing little song, and let it be a lullaby. Let it be something that's just for you, basically. Mm. It's mm. Like, and that reflects also my... You know, the work that I did for years about sound healing, and I thought that was my calling. I was going to be like, uh, you know, an expert at that. And then, no, there was something else in store. And uh, so, but that power of the voice, you know, when uh, so many people don't sing because they think they can't sing mm. or, you know. So that was the, that was the premise of this song. So, ooh, I like that reverb on the guitar. A little sauce for you. Stevie is a Stevie Stevie Ray nice Stevie Ray Vaughan over there at the cockpit. Nice. He knows how to give you the sauce. La 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 
so much to know that was super yeah. special that was beautiful thank you great job mom <laughs> oh. <laughs> thank you steve thank that you, was Ruby. amazing what thank a you thank you uh once again for for being here and for um helping me and julian know a little bit more about ourselves and each other and um yeah rising to your caring selves nurturing selves that's we'll do our best. Maybe it'd be smart to like schedule these every <laughs> six months with yeah. Denise, so we can sort of well, we can check also get in. with you and maybe do some of your qigong practices and oh, and tell people how people can try to reach out to you if that's a thing that they can do as well. Yeah, yeah. please. Can can where where can people find you, Danique? Do you offer consultations uh, to people? Is it uh, kind of peer based and word yeah. of mouth, or can we can we? promo some of uh, what you're up to so the qigong is i'm i'm uh, practicing in um, a wonderful organization called uplift yourself it's based in bellevue uh, washington and um so yeah i mean we do everything online right now and um this qigong is has many tracks several tracks where you know you can learn different things um in order to cultivate you know that totality of yourself and that connection with the universe and learning about chi and things like that. Um, so the best is to contact me, contact me uh, through my email and just, you know, tell me what you're interested in and I can, you know, sort of direct you to um, sort of see what's the best way to go from, that, from there. And you, you don't have to, they don't have to be in Bellevue, Washington or even in Washington. No. Okay, it's all remote at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. It's so all Zoom. Zoom, in Zoom or FaceTime or, cool. yeah. And do we have an email address to throw up there for her? Yeah, we made it. It's up there. there. It's up there. Nice. Cool. Very good. Danique, you are the best. You're a legend. <laughs> thank, thank you, you so much for And having thank us. you for bringing her into the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. One know, of our right? favorite yeah. folk of yeah. all time. She's one of the greatest <laughs> human beings of all time. What a G. What a G. She chose. Yeah. She wanted to be here. She chose yeah. right. To bring her little light, her Leo light. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Super special. Thanks, Denise. Love you, Denise. Thank you for being here. Love you too, guys. Wonderful. Great episode. Yeah. Oh, boo-boo, did you just make it to the end of the video? Yes, you did. Do you want to see more videos just like this one, huh? Do you? Well, then head over to patreon.com slash live at the lodge where you can support the how goods of this podcast as well as the entire Live at the Lodge family. Yep. Yeah, you're going to get exclusive merch, personalized shout-out videos. Me and Jules, we're going to show up at your house and baptize your nephew, huh? Check it out, patreon.com slash live at the lodge. lodge.